to the Employer Blueprint Podcast, where we help leaders build great teams for great companies with your host, entrepreneur and leadership coach, Kyle Gorman. Well, you have the best product, you provide the best service, and this comes at the best value of anyone in your market. And yet, nobody seems to be paying attention. Why is that? Well, it may very well be because your messaging just isn't right. You haven't got it figured out. You haven't gained the clarity around your message that you need to for your audience to hear you correctly. Today's guest, Jim Carr, is an expert in the space of managing your message and has even written a book that helps us understand the process of managing our message and how we do that effectively. Some great information in today's show. And of course, you can uh, check out the show notes for a link to his website and get even more information about how you can do this to take these ideas and concepts and this great company that you have to that next step where you can really impact the audience that you're trying to get in front of with the right message. As always, if you have any questions, please don't hesitate to let me know. You can reach us at Employer Blueprint. I'm sorry, that's not where you can reach us. You can reach us at podcast at employerblueprint.com. And please be sure before you head anywhere, you touch that subscribe button so you can get the latest content and everything that we have to offer. Have an amazing day. Well, I want to thank you for joining us this week on the Employer Blueprint podcast. And um, pleased to bring you this week's guest all about kind of managing our message and uh, the communication that goes along with that. So really looking forward to sharing some great information with you. Jim, as we get started here, um, why don't you tell us a little about your journey? What has that looked like? What has led to where you are today? Well, Kyle, I think with a, uh, like a lot of professionals these days, I'm not sure that it makes sense until you <laughs> kind of look back and, and put it into some sort of perspective. So uh, just the snapshot, and then I'll, I'll quickly unpack how it came to be. Uh, my background is a mix of uh, being a small business owner, but being a, a consumer and audience psychologist and teacher, uh, being a private company chief marketing officer, and then over the past decade plus of being a coach and consultant uh, dealing with sales teams and leadership teams about how to manage their everyday customer conversations. Uh, now, I didn't set it out that way. Uh, it it kind of makes sense now, but uh, the, the path, real quickly, I'm a, I'm a small town South Georgia boy and, uh, and went uh, after uh, business degrees and I got my MBA from uh, Duke University and set out to, uh, to, to change the world. And um, I wound up um, at one point after having a, a little bit of a, a, a small business that I sold of thinking, what is the best job? What's the coolest job? And I remembered my business school professors. I thought that is one cool job because you can know your topic and teach and dress the way you want and do some consulting. And so I embarked on a teaching career, taught at three different uh, universities. And that took me to where I now live in Little Rock, Arkansas, mm -hmm. uh, what I thought would be a brief sojourn. But Kyle, I, I committed a bit of professional heresy the year after I made tenure, I left. Mm -hmm. uh, but I had a, a consulting client who, uh, he had several businesses and he was buying a, a, another one and, and wanted someone to run marketing for all of them. Mm -hmm. By the way, I have heard you use the water cooler metaphor <laughs> yes. uh, very often on here. One of the businesses was, we were the water cooler people. 
So mm. it was home and office delivery of bottled water, case goods, yeah. office coffee, and things like that. So That's very good. high touch uh, professional service that, uh, was there. So did that for a while, and then um, and then. Like I say, for about the past dozen years, I've been working mostly on my own, uh, doing consulting and coaching and, uh, and put some things together just within the past year. That is a, a new book, basically walking people through a process of how to engage more people in mm-hmm. your business to be able to talk about the business in a productive and consistent way. Yeah. Well, and, and that's what I think is so interesting about this topic is, um, you know, being in business on my own and, and having started several uh, small businesses and helped others kind of in, the, in this sort of process, that communicating our message can sometimes be a real challenge because we have it up here in our head. Uh, we sort of understand what we do and what makes us different, but getting that out in a way that helps people understand it um, can sometimes be a real challenge. And that's that's kind of an area that you really focus on, as you refer to it as just managing your message. So tell us a little bit about what that looks like, what that means, and how we manage our message um, to the various audiences that we would do that with. You bet. And one of the things that message and messaging is such a broad term, Kyle. So uh, I, I focus in a particular way. I think of the the everyday real-time conversations uh, that we tend to have. So it may be in a sales force or a customer service team. Back in the water cooler, uh, water delivery days, we thought about our our actual drivers who were out there having that one-to-one contact with office managers and homeowners and and those people. Uh, And then even those people who we would say are back office, which is not true. Everyone's connected uh, on the outside and on the inside of the organization. So what are the things that in real human conversations people say? What are the questions they ask? What are the stories that they tell? Mm-hmm. And, and here, it's one of those things, Kyle, where everybody has this sense of it's important, but it can seem really squishy. It can seem a little bit mysterious. But an interesting thing, even in this digital age, there have been a number of studies about where word of mouth happens mm-hmm. and where word of mouth is most effective. Yeah. And and again, even in a digital age, and I would not for a moment suggest that the digital world is not important. It certainly is. But more than 90% of word of mouth happens offline in old-fashioned analog conversations in a hallway, uh, at a ball field, in a community, um, in, a, in a customer meeting, whatever that might be. Yeah. And so that's where most of the opportunity is. But as you say, a lot of people, we, we wonder, we don't, we don't know what to say or we forget something, or we don't want to say something that we think might be questioned or mm-hmm. uh, whatever it might be. So there are a lot of insecurities and, and, uh, and things that we put in our own way, but it's a, yeah. it's a huge opportunity. And what I've come to, to find out is it's really a manageable business issue and that most everyone in your organization and around your organization is wired just fine to be able to do this well. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's really good. And, um, you know, I think one of the challenges that we tend to face is thinking about how we can succinctly describe to kind of anyone and everyone um, what we do or maybe what makes us uh, a bit unique. Um, 
and, and then especially, you know, as you go from maybe business owner to uh, a sales team and a support team and, uh, you know, some third-party vendors. And, and so, you know, we talk about this messenger that you've got all these different people that are potentially saying, well, what do you do? Who do you work for? What do they do? Um, how do we, do you have any kind of key tips for someone to help them understand how we make this consistent throughout our organization and throughout our sphere of influence? Well, the first thing I would uh, recommend is people would recognize that this is not naturally easy. Most of the people, whether you're the business leader, you're looking at your colleagues in and around the business, we tend to know too much. Mm-hmm. And we also default to what is most comfortable. So yeah. what is tends to be most comfortable is our own stuff, our own approach, uh, product information, things like that that seem right. more uh, objective. And so uh, knowing that we have to break out of our comfort zones in order to be effective, to really get into the, the customer's world, the prospect's world, uh, that's a discipline. And, uh, and it does cr- uh, need to you have some tools and some habits to, uh, to go along that way. Um, so I, the other thing that I, and I think this is very much along the spirit of things that you talk about, Kyle. Mm-hmm. One, one thing that I've, I've found to be super effective is when I work with teams or I'm talking to groups and they're trying to think, well, how do we come up with our message? Something that, like you say, it's not robotic, it's right. not a script, but something that we can consistently uh, be talking to our friends and our prospects, our communities about. So in order to be consistent, we really want to involve the very human beings that we expect to carry the message. Too often, what he found is, oh, well, we're going to let a consultant do it, or we'll let an agency do it. Or sometimes even worse, the leader will go, I'm just going to let, in a Darwinian sense, right? (laughs) Everybody Mm -hmm. kind of do their own thing, and whoever does it the best will prosper. (laughs) That just confuses the marketplace, of course. So I like to use this as a team effort. So um, if you have a a spread out organization, you have people in different business units, Mm -hmm. then let's bring some of them together. Let's let them talk about what naturally, uh, what they say, the stories that they know, and bring it into and force some conversational language. the other, the other thing, Kyle, is it's so easy. To, we we kind of revert into these roles. We think, well, we need some marketing. We need a tagline or we need a yeah. vision or a mission statement or something like that. And well, what we do is we offer a world-class disruptive platform for, and no, 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 that's, <laughs> I have to say, that's not the way real people talk. Right. And it's not what they remember. It doesn't feel true. It doesn't feel authentic. Mm-hmm. So the way to build consistency is to approach this, I think, as a team effort. And, um, and to focus on the things that are simple, that are clear, that people can remember. And they'll say, yeah, that's us. That's me. That's mm-hmm. a proper, authentic reflection of what we do and whom we help. Yeah, that's great advice. And, and you're exactly right. You see that quite frequently in a business where um, the, uh, the top echelon of the business or the, the, the business owner uh, kind of makes a decision as to this is how we're going to present ourselves. And then we tell everybody else, this is what we're going to present. This is how we're going to say it. And it can feel robotic coming from certain people or it just doesn't really make sense or doesn't resonate with how they explain things. But we yes. sometimes get in our head of this is how we need to define it. And um, so it's, it's a great tip just to kind of get everybody together. And especially, you know, if we have a team of what you might call a frontline staff, you know, the people that really 
on a regular basis or in front of your clients or in front of networking groups, um, they're going to be able to provide the best feedback to us on what what common questions are coming up that we need to try to figure out how to navigate in our response or, um, you know, what are people thinking? What are they, you know, there's a difference between what we say and what people hear. So sometimes it's figuring out like, what are people hearing when I'm telling them this? How can we try to navigate around that? So um, getting, getting that feedback from those around us can be very, very beneficial. Uh, one of the other challenges that I often see people making when they're trying to craft this message is, you know, right now people are thinking, well, I've got an elevator pitch and I know what that elevator pitch is and this is how I get that across. But sometimes that creates even more confusion, um, you know, that, that their messaging doesn't really align well with who they are, or what makes them unique, what makes their organization tick. And so, um, you know, they want to go through this whole litany of things of what we do and how we do it and why we do it. And it starts to sort of uh, muddy the waters a little bit. Instead of provide clarity for someone, they walk away saying, yeah, I know less maybe than I, than I did before. So do you have any thoughts on how people can help clarify that message um, as they're talking to a potential audience? Well, I think you you touched on a couple of them. So one of the things is look for evidence in the marketplace, the questions that people ask. I, I know you have experience in the call center world, mm-hmm. uh, people on a helpline, um, people who are in the sales force, and not only your very best customers, but the ones you didn't get. Mm-hmm. You know, try to sample widely for the the questions that they ask or the the things that they talked about, and incorporate some of that language and, and do that. That's a that's a good way to get. Um, some real clarity and not make too many assumptions. And I'll tell you, Kyle, and for your listeners, and, and this may be different advice than you might get from some other messaging people. Mm-hmm. When it comes to the everyday conversations that you're having with customers and prospects, I find very limited value in an elevator pitch <laughs> or a mission or vision statement. Yeah. I did some uh, some research for my book, and and uh, I give great kudos. There was someone who actually put together a list of about 400 mission statements at various companies and went through. I thought that was uh, a very heroic effort. I couldn't have done it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but they found, probably not surprisingly, that there were 11 or 12 words that were in pretty much every mission statement. So everybody talked about community and sustainability and caring and and, and on down the line. Integrity all of that is well-intentioned. All of yeah. that is noble. And I think it's true, but it also tends to make you sound like everybody else. And right. so I would just say, think of, just take a deep breath and think again about real conversations that are helpful for the organization and helpful to customers. And don't start with the premise of, Everybody needs to learn our why, or everybody needs to uh, to learn our uh, mission, vision, and values. Mm-hmm. They probably don't care. Um, right. They do care about how potentially you can help them in their world. Yeah, that right there. That that's such a key point that I hope people really focus in on. Um, one of the things that it took me years to learn, and now I, I really focus on this when I'm talking to people about. And I'm certainly no marketing expert, but just um, maybe because I've failed enough at it, I've, I've picked up a few tips along the way. But one of the key things that people <laughs> uh, one of the one of the key things that I think people need to understand is when you are putting this message out there it's not about you it's about them they don't people don't really want to listen to about you and about well I started doing this and because of that I led into the other and this happened and that happened now I 
what they want to hear is what's in it for me, you know? And, and so understanding that within that message, what we're trying to explain is how it actually impacts the audience, how it impacts the person that we're talking to and what it is about us or what we do that, that is important to them. Why should they even care? Um, and so that's something that I've, I've learned along the way and it's still tough. It's hard to get our mindset wrapped around that, whether we're sending an email or making a phone call to not start it off with, well, I'm just, well, it's not about you. We don't care what you are doing. We want to know what, what's in this thing for me. And, and that's a or, difficult thing. Or my passion is. Message. Right, yes, yes. right, yeah. And that, that can be a difficult thing to kind of get our head wrapped around to shift the mindset and understanding our focus immediately in that message should be about them. It should be about them and, and what's in it for them through our conversation. Yes. And I'll tell you, Kyle, one other thing here, and, and people can take some comfort in this, I think, but also know, again, this is something worth managing. Our brains work against us in that very thing that you just described. So there's a part of our brain that is activated when we talk about ourselves. And it's the same part of our brain that is activated when we have a great meal or might take some psychedelic drugs or are thinking about sex. It's the pleasure part of our brain. And so our brain rewards us for doing that very thing. It doesn't mean we can't ever talk about ourselves. There are times when we want to differentiate ourselves right. from alternatives today that a, that a prospect might have. But that should have a very limited place in our conversations. It should be mostly about how we help, whom we help, and, and what you know, how we can improve their, their lot. Mm -hmm. And so knowing that we have to kind of work against brain science just a little bit means that this is a management effort and it should have a set of some simple habits and reinforcement and information and training that'll help your whole organization do it better, or at least better than your competitors. Right. That's key. Well, so as we talk through this, I think one of the questions that, um, that kind of comes up is, you know, as, as business leaders, we have so many things on our plate. We have so many tasks, so many responsibilities, so many priorities and things we're trying to get done. So one of the questions that comes up is, well, why, did this, why does this matter? I mean, and let's assume we're doing well, right? We, we've, uh, business is going well. Things are going okay. Um, why does this matter? And um, does this really have an, I mean, let's say I take time to really invest in, in crafting our message and making sure that it's, um, that it's the right message that's going out there. Does it really have an impact? Is this really going to help my sales team? Is it really going to um, help our marketing team to have these things? What, what is the impact of having the right message to the right people for the business? Is there really an ROI on this? There certainly is. And, and my experience is that benefits can show up in, in lots of different parts of the organization and lots of different things on the dashboard. Mm -hmm. So oftentimes it is in reaction to uh, revenue pressures. We want certain growth rates, market share. Uh, it may be another sort of sales or marketing metric like we want to do more cross-selling. We want to sell more of our portfolio. We want to uh, get rid of customer attrition, those sorts of things. That, that that message is is supremely important. We've also found that there have been, uh, for instance, uh, in one of the, the companies I uh, detailed in the book, we came in to help them get a, they were fast growing, they sold a complex solution, and we were young sales team to try to get everybody on board. What we found is that we got new hires productive about 25% faster wow. because they had, uh, we did some quick visual tools and, and quick conversations, they understood more quickly 
mm-hmm. whom we served, what the company yeah. did, how they made money, and and who was not a great fit for them. Right. So there are, are lots of benefits that can happen through better employee engagement, um, for uh, onboarding and for productivity, as well as, as the marketing and sales metrics, which are really common. The other point that's real quick here, and, and Kyle, you're right, sometimes we may think of this as kind of a nagging deal, but eh, you know, is it really something to do? Mm-hmm. I think, the, the, well, what I found is that the, the organizations that do this well, it enables them to be more agile. You can change your message. You can change your conversation in a few months. You don't have to change the product mix or the pricing or your business model or your partnerships or anything else like that. Right. And in a time where I think we can all agree that markets move more quickly, sure. this is an area where you can do to stay agile and stay differentiated, which has great long-term effects. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and there was one thing in there that I want to point out that I think is valuable for people to hear in this is part of what we are doing when we're crafting the correct message is not only um, defining who we do serve, but it's also helping to find who we don't serve. And it's good, especially for new employees or even sometimes people on our team already to really understand that. And it, it helps your marketing team uh, understand who to not try to focus on or who not, you know, to, it's, it's okay to go ahead and segment those things out. And that way you can focus your efforts in the right place. So sometimes knowing who not to focus on is just as important as knowing who to focus on. And um, so, I, you know, that's something else that you mentioned in there that I really want to make sure people pick up and understand is that that is a valuable part of this messaging as well is, is, uh, sort of segmenting out. This is where we probably don't fit in well. There's other companies out there. Let them do that. But this is where we do fit in really well. This is where we shine. You don't want to do something that's frustrating either for customers or for your own people. Right. If you have something that doesn't integrate well, they don't see your value. They're a pain in the you know what to deal with. So, yeah. uh, so it does require a clear view. Whom do we best serve and enable our best to shine through? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, the, the next question that kind of comes to mind as I think through this is, you know, putting myself in, in the owner seat here and just thinking, you know, I've got a great service or I've got a great product and um, it, it's, it's effective. It fits a need. It fills a need. It fills a gap. People love it. Anyone that uses this thing, you know, whatever it is, my, whatever widget I've I'm, I'm got out there, people are loving this thing. But maybe I'm struggling with figuring out, like, how do I explain this to people? How do I get that message out there? So what do you generally recommend as sort of the first step when you say, okay, you've got a great idea, you've got a great service, you've got a great product, but now we've got to figure out how we're going to communicate that. What is, what is kind of a first step that you can uh, lead people into to really figure out how they message this? Yeah, it's a great question, Kyle. The, the first is um, I counsel the, uh, the, the leaders and businesses that I speak to or work with, say, here's your role. And oftentimes we do have a leader who may be the founder or they're just the person's in charge of the team and they kind of get it. Um, and they may be frustrated about why everybody else doesn't get it. Um, and so uh, I say your role as a, a leader is to know, go and show. So the no part, K-N-O-W, is you need to know what the best practices are. You need to know those nuggets, just like we talked about. Whom do we best serve? What makes us different? What are the right questions to ask to know those things? Second is to go. You need to model the right behavior. If -hmm. you want people to ask good questions, if you want them to be able to tell a story, people will look at you as the leader as an example of what's important and what isn't. 
And then what's really important is to show. So you mm-hmm. need teaching, coaching, where people get good at it themselves. The mechanism that I typically use is a playbook, and that's kind of a loose term, but it's some central place where people, it's the source of truth. Here's the stories to tell, the questions to ask, an ideal customer profile, yeah. those sorts of things. And it can exist in lots of different forms. Again, not a script, but we're not just going to leave this to, to the whim. We're not going to have 100 people saying 100 different things. Right. So instructing a playbook and getting people inside and across the organization to participate in that will build consistency uh, and it will develop some street cred for the messaging even before it gets launched. So mm-hmm. I'd say for the leader, get that, get that idea together of what you want other people to be able to be confident in doing. And then let's get a mechanism that people can contribute to. And that can be the guide for those everyday conversations going forward. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's great, Jim. I, I really appreciate uh, this information. I know this this is one of those challenging things that, again, uh, oftentimes as business leaders, as entrepreneurs, as uh, you know, creative types, we we may sometimes um, have a great idea, and we understand how beneficial it is, and we know how it can help people, and we're passionate about it. But somehow, it just we can't get that message out in a way that people understand it and see how we're going to be able to help them. And so this is a very important part of our business and and a big part of our success. Um, And this is why some companies may have an inferior product, but that do better than you because they know how to, how to message something. And so, um, you know, you don't want to let that happen. If you know your product or service is better than somebody else's, you've got to figure out how to to craft this message. And, and so, um, you know, within your book, you kind of create or, or, or define, outline the process that you can go through. So um, share with us how we can learn more about that, how we you know, can get in touch with uh, uh, the things that you're putting out there, the book that you have, all of that kind of great information. You bet. I really appreciate the opportunity to be here. I try mm-hmm. to lay out in the book, baby, what I consider to be a three-legged stool of having the right message, of having more messengers who are confident in sharing, and having some management habits that will develop a flywheel for the business. Try to go through that in, in pretty simple terms. The book is called The Science of Customer Connections, Manage Your Message to Grow Your Business. Mm-hmm. And Kyle, as they say, it is available wherever fine books are sold. <laughs> so there's a paperback, yeah. Kindle, and audiobook versions uh, across the landscape that's there. And then I have some uh, a sampler and some other free resources uh, on my website, jimcard.com. Uh, and I would invite people as well, uh, send me an email. My phone number's on the website. Connect with me on LinkedIn. That's kind of my social platform of choice. This is just, uh, it really is some great information. And, and this is sometimes a challenge for people to be able to understand and wrap their head around. And those that are good at it, uh, can really reach a different level of success and sustainability. So appreciate you sharing your information. Appreciate you putting this out um, in a book format so people can can kind of follow the process that you've defined. And I appreciate you taking the time to share with the audience today. Uh, it's an honor to be here and uh, talk about that employer blueprint. Uh, Kyle, appreciate everything that you're doing. Thanks for joining us on the Employer Blueprint Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the show to receive the latest episodes. For more information on how Employer Blueprint can help build great teams in your business, visit EmployerBlueprint.com. Or to inquire about Kyle speaking at your next event, visit KyleGorman.com. And until next time, make it a great day. Today's episode was produced by Just You. 
marketing for all of your podcast needs. Just You Marketing has you covered. Be sure to hit the subscribe button before you leave today and leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. If you have any questions, we'd love to hear from you and you could reach us at podcast at employerblueprint.com.